Well, good morning, everyone. It's so good to see you all here this morning. Uh, last week, we started off a new sermon series looking at creation and God's act of creating this earth in which we live, and we looked at last week the oceans and the seas. This week, we move more explicitly to look at our place alongside the rest of creation. We consider God's providence in creating the plants and the animals alongside us. As we read from Psalm 104 today, we'll be starting in verse 14. And I want us to be aware of our connections to the other life that God has created. You make grass grow for cattle. You make plants for human farming in order to get food from the ground and wine which cheers people's hearts, along with oil which makes the face shine and bread which sustains the human heart. The Lord's trees are well watered. The cedars of Lebanon, which God planted, where the birds make their nests, where the stork has a home in the cypresses. The high mountains belong to the mountain goats. The ridges are the refuge of badgers. God made the moon for the seasons and the sun, too, which knows when to set. You bring on the darkness, and it is night when every forest animal prowls. The young lions roar for their prey, seeking their food from God. When the sun rises, they gather together and lie down in their dens. Then people go off to their work and do their work until evening. So last week, we kicked off this series uh, focused on creation, on God's act of creating this earth and everything that is in it. We talked about this wonderful world that God created we talk about this world that God has made us a part of. We talked about the might of God in shaping the world, providing it with structure. We talked about the oceans and the seas, the waters that God has given a, a place, but waters which also can stray from those places. We talked about how water can be both destructive and life-giving. And we talked about our role as stewards of all of creation. Today we turn from the seas to the land. Specifically, we consider the plants and the animals that inhabit this land. In today's text, we continue with Psalm 104, which we read part of last week, but starting in verse 14 this time. The beginning of the psalm relates specifically to the seas, but then the psalmist here in verse 14 turns our attention to the grasses that feed the cattle and the plants that support our own life. Verse 14 here again echoes back to that story of creation we find in the first chapter of Genesis. And so we will take a look at Genesis again in a few moments, but first I want us to note what the psalmist does next. The psalmist makes it clear that the plants exist for our lives, not merely for our sustenance. Life for humans is meant to be about more than mere survival. Life is also about enjoyment. The psalmist tells us that God has made plants for human farming, but not just so that we may have food. We also get wine to cheer us and gladden us and oil to make our faces to shine and bread to sustain ourselves. Now, I'm not advocating that when we leave here today, we need to run out, drink a bottle of wine, pour oil on our faces, and scarf down a loaf of bread. But what the psalmist is making clear is that we are meant to enjoy this life to enjoy this creation that God has made us a part of. 
The psalmist could simply have stopped with reminding us that God made plants for human farming in order that we might have food. That's certainly in keeping with the rest of the passage, which talks about the ways that plants provide food for the other animals and provide shelter for them to have a place to live. But instead, the psalmist brings up the joy and the cheerfulness that is also part of God's intention for us. From there, the psalmist goes on to point out all the ways in which God has provided for the animals. The trees provide homes for the birds. The mountains provide homes for the goats and the badgers. God created the seasons, created night and day as a way to order our lives, to give us cycles of light and dark, to provide us with seasons of growth and rest. When we read the psalm's take on creation, we see the balance that God has built into this world in which we live. Now, as I noticed last week, the psalm is reflecting and retelling the creation story found in Genesis 1. The writer of the psalm is drawing on what he finds in that first creation story, as well as his own lived experience of the world. It is important for us to be able to see the parallels in the way the psalmist highlights certain of the elements. We are reminded in this psalm that God did not create us as separate from the rest of creation. In fact, God didn't even create humans first. God brought forth the plants on the third day. God brought forth the creatures of the sea and the birds of the sky on the fifth day. It was on the sixth day that God created all the animals of the land. And finally, on that same day that God created humanity in God's own image. In the divine image, God created them male and female. God created them. We humans were the final addition to creation. We were the final element of balance that God placed in the world. This is evident not only as we consider the balance of the plants and the animals, those that are food and those that eat the food, balance of night and day, the balance of the waters and the land, the balance of growth and times of rest. God has already created all of that balance up to the point that humanity was added. God shows that the divine image itself is in balance and creates us as a reflection of that balance. God created humanity in God's own image, male and female, God created them. We, all of us, a reflection of God's divine image, for that is how God created us. God has set this world in motion, placed everything in its place, and balanced each thing with the other. But sadly, we know that this balance has been disrupted. We've seen the results of overfishing, overfarming, overhunting. We've seen the results of habitat loss the results of the introduction of chemicals into our environment. We've seen the results of human activity where we can travel deep into the wilderness and still find an empty Coke can out where we thought no one else had ever been. We've heard stories of the destruction currently taking place in the Amazon with vast sections of the rainforest intentionally set on fire. These forests help to supply not only the Amazon region with food and shelter, but they provide oxygen for the rest of the world. 
oxygen that we and all the animals need in order to survive. This is not what God envisioned of a world in balance. God created a world in balance and placed us in it to be stewards of that creation. To be a steward is to care for something, to take care of it. How have we cared for the world that God has created? How have we cared for the plants and the animals around us? We do. We try. I know we do. And the good news is that it's not too late for us to help the world find balance once again. We have the ability to turn back the imbalances that we have created. There are steps we can take to heal that imbalance, and these steps don't need to be destructive. As I thought on this balance in creation this week, I, uh, I was thinking about the many ways that we can find our way back to balance. And I was reminded of Thanos in the Marvel movies. Now, Thanos is set up as this bad guy, this greatest threat the universe has ever seen, and, and over many movies we see him as cunning and strong and more or less unstoppable, and as he's introduced slowly, we start to learn what it is that he wants. He's seeking out these infinity stones, these primordial elements of creation that have the ability when united to control everything. And we learn that he wishes to collect these stones because he wants to wipe out half of all life in the entire universe. And it's later that we learn why. See, he finally explains that his, he'd lived on this world, and this world was, you know, growing rapidly, and they weren't taking care of the world, and there wasn't enough to go around because resources weren't being shared, Life was expanding unchecked and unbalanced, and he had seen the people going hungry, and finally he saw his home planet destroyed, and the people become extinct because they could not live life in balance. And so not wanting the rest of the universe to suffer the same fate, he decides that the only real solution is to kill off half of everything and let the other half that's left over have all the resources that they need. Hopefully we can see how horrific that solution is. With the power to control all of creation in his hand, Thanos could have simply created more resources. He could have created the means for the people to equitably share what was already there so that there wasn't an imbalance. And instead, he chose death. But when we read our stories of creation, we see that God created life. Not only that, but God created life in balance with each other. And while it may be some of the actions of people, of humanity, that have brought about an imbalance, it is also within our power to bring back balance. God created us in the divine image God placed us here alongside the rest of creation as stewards of that creation. God did not create us separate from creation, but God created us as a part of it. It is within our power 
to bring the world back into balance. We can take action to help the earth flourish once again. We can change personal habits. We can push for protections for those parts of creation that cannot speak for themselves. We can add to the beauty of God's world by planting flowers and trees. We can live in companionship with those animals we encounter along the way. I have two dogs and a cat at home. I hear we're going to be adding a lizard. These parts of creation we share life with. As we leave today, I want to leave you with a reminder that God made us a part of creation not only for our sustenance, but also for our joy. When we experience God's creation, we see the beauty of the flowers and the trees around us. Flowers and trees that God has planted and given us that they might delight us. We can experience companionship with the animals that we share life with. We can look with awe at the birds as they soar through the skies. We can see the ways that all of creation seeks to honor our Creator. And so as we go back home today, let us take time to remember we are one piece of this world that God has created. We are one part of this world that God has created in balance. And because each of us is created in the divine image, we are called to help maintain this world of balance. We share this world with the plants and animals that God also created. They provide us with food, but they also provide us with joy. They provide us with beauty. They provide us with companionship. They provide us with an example of how we can live in balance with one another. They provide us with an example of how we can praise the Creator through beauty. And they give us an example of the variety that that beauty can take in this world. May we learn to find that same balance in our own lives as we go forth from this place.